every day, over 350,000 new variations of malware hit the web. And while most organizations have attempted to mitigate these attacks, many antivirus and firewall technologies that worked in the past are no longer effective. Rocket IT helps you identify and update outdated technologies and processes that put your business at risk. To learn more about how Rocket IT can help protect your organization, click the link in this episode's description. Hi there, everybody. I'm Colleen Frangos, Rocket IT's Community Relationship Coordinator, and I am here with Matthew Holtkamp, president and founder of Holtkamp Heating and Air Conditioning. And I'm so glad to have him as my first guest on Thrive Gwinnett. And Thrive Gwinnett is Rocket IT's uh, community focused video series that we're really trying to highlight um, amazing organizations in the Gwinnett community uh, that have continued through these difficult times uh, this year of 2020 to make positive impacts in the community, whether that be with their employees, uh, with the clients and people in the community that they're supporting, and also our local nonprofits. So Matthew, I'm so glad that you're here today on this Friday afternoon uh, virtually. So welcome. Well, thank you. I, I'm so honored that I get to be the first guest. Yay! And, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not sure what to say, but no. uh, if, if it's going to be easy to top me for the next guest, you know. <laughs> I, you know, what everybody tell, tells me, you've, and I, and I believe this through knowing you for a few years now, you've got the best attitude and the best energy. So it, it will be hard to top. And I think with us combined, it's going to be really hard. <laughs> I love Gwinnett. I love our community here. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, let's let's dive in. So I, I know we've kind of you know off camera. I've talked about a few things just you know through the years with you know um, your focus in the community. But I'm really curious to hear more about how things are going internally. You know, uh, you know, I, I think it's difficult once you know back in March how um, you know a lot of folks were going remote, but you know. It, essential workers, you're still out in the field. And I know a lot of your technicians uh, were still having to continue doing business. And, um, you know, what did that look like for you? How, how have you guys been handling that? Well, it was quite exciting there in March because, you know, March 1 is a, a big day in our industry that that's when we switch over to air conditioning servicing, tuning up, getting systems ready. And mm -hmm. so then this all came down, I think, the next weekend. Uh, I think it was Friday, the second week of March. Yes. I, like, dates are right. And so it was like, and if you remember too, uh, masks weren't really a thing. But I do remember though that they did talk about social distancing right away. Mm -hmm. And so uh, also we didn't know anything about essential services. You know, that was also a new term. I mean, there are so many things that we've learned through all this. Definitely. And so we just knew that we needed to keep our space, but I also, I'm a statistics guy. Um, you know, uh, any business owner is gonna always look at his risk. And I knew the risk was low because at that time, I mean, Gwinnett County didn't even have a, um, a death. We, uh, I mean, we only had maybe 10. I mean, what are the odds that we're gonna get it? So I was like, we immediately started doing the, you know, meeting people where they were because, <laughs> you know, um, media was, was that, that was the whole talk of, of everything that you saw on the news and in the newspapers. It was all about this coronavirus thing. 
Yeah. And so, you know, that's how we did it in the beginning. And then we actually met a couple times here at the office, but then we really quickly saw uh, watching other businesses start doing these Zoom meetings and we're like, how does that work? You know, and we ended up, um, uh, because every Tuesday morning we have our tech meeting and we're just a small group just within that one department. Uh, mm -hmm. We're the ones that, we're probably the department that communicates the most. Gotcha. Uh, we were able to do FaceTime, I believe is how we ended up doing it. And um, so we did, everybody worked from home. Uh, well, I shouldn't say we worked from home. We, we did the Zoom meetings from home. So every, instead of everybody coming in, yeah, everybody just met at their uh, stayed at home on Tuesday morning. And then I noticed that the team building or the team, I don't know the, what would be the word, uh, just the way that we all kind of, uh, the, the team itself already is tough because we're all like lone rangers out there. We're one True. on one, uh, one of us with one customer. And yeah. so really Tuesday morning was the only time we could come together and feel like we were a team, right? Yeah. And so doing this on FaceTime, nobody wanted to talk, you know? It is it, awkward. Yeah. It's so awkward. And so our normal one hour meetings ended up only being maybe 15 minutes. We would, we would talk about, you know, reminding them about the, all the procedures that we were supposed to do and cleaning our, our hands or doing the hand sanitizer and the booties and just, you know, we all had masks right away. And yeah. uh, we had, uh, I had from all these Gwinnett Chamber golf tournaments, I had all these hand sanitizer bottles. So I didn't even have to buy hand sanitizer. Oh yeah. <laughs> hand them out like candy, right? <laughs> exactly. I had all these little bottles. And um, so uh, telling Suzanne, my wife, that, you know, we're empty nesters. My, my entire social calendar my entire community engagement calendar had gone to nothing. Yeah. So, uh, all I could do was sit here in the office and worry. So what did I do? I jumped in my van. I did a complete inventory of it. I got on and I, and we were shorthanded anyway, cause that's the time that we start to staff up. Yeah. So it was like, I'm going to run service calls. And so, uh, you know, focusing on each customer one at a time, it kind of takes your mind off of all the other worries. True. And it, and it makes you feel empowered uh, that you're going to be a part of the solution. I, you know, I'm taking myself from the overhead column into the revenue producing column. So that That's also true. gave me, um, you know, a feeling like I was making a difference. And, and, yeah. um, and so that's really how we, that those first couple of months look. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And, you know, just you from, you know, going back to hand sanitizer, I mean, did you, you know, in coordinating with your, with your techs, I mean, did you guys have different systems of how they got materials from the office? I mean, in terms of socially distance, I mean, was, right. was there a lot of prep work on, on the back end in order to get everybody the tools they needed to go yeah. out to the, you know, the residential properties or yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. There's a lot to it. So normally the guys on Tuesday morning after those meetings would completely restock from what they'd used the prior week, mm -hmm. you know? And so I was like, okay, well, if one person were to get this, mm -hmm. we don't want it to shut down the whole company. So yeah. we said, all right, no more. You can't come in the warehouse. You're just going to mm -hmm. go to the dock. You're going to call our operations manager. He's going to bring mm -hmm. everything out to the dock. Mm -hmm. you know, uh, you're, you're just not allowed in the building. If you yeah. absolutely have to use a bathroom because you know the best places to use the bathroom because we don't we try not to use our customers bathrooms right courtesy and so um uh public grocery stores 
uh, a lot of the new ones, you know, don't have doors. You know? Oh, wow. Just, yeah, exactly that's true. Right. So you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. You don't have to touch anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Logistics. So we had some pretty straight things so that if someone did get found out that they had coronavirus, it's mm -hmm. not going to shut the whole company down. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, we, I had to just think of all this stuff. I mean, just on the fly. I mean, it was oh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. And, and, you know, what's going to work for, you know, somebody else isn't necessarily going to be the right thing for, for your company and your people. So you yeah, got to meet people where they're at. And I think you said that earlier. So I think that yeah. made the most sense. Yeah, we had some people that were like, yeah, we know that the majority and they were right of what we do is outside. Mm -hmm. And so we would just leave the filter with them. Mm -hmm. um, and then we would go and do our work outside. Definitely. And so, um, that was a very small percentage. They all tended to be Gwinnett County school teachers. I don't know why they really worry the most I've, I've found out of our popular. <laughs> I, oh, that's so crazy. Um, well, well, tell me, you know, you've, you've got the whole camp way, your gold standard of how you guys are doing business. And, and, you know, you've talked about how you've had to pivot and, you know, what it looks like for your staff, but have the needs changed for your clients? I mean, are, are you seeing an increased need in some areas and others it's kind of fallen off the map. I mean, what, what's, what's happening? Well, I would say, um, there's just to make no assumptions, you know, the whole mm -hmm. camp way, I'm sure a lot of the listeners, so we actually have some, some particular things about the whole camp way about wearing booties and about leaving the place cleaner than the mm -hmm. way we found it. I yes. mean, just doing these extraordinary things they are all customer service related. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, how is this coronavirus going to make us, add some more list or you know list a few more bullet points of what constitutes the whole camp way mm -hmm. and so that's where you know we wanted to go above and beyond and show people that we we make no expectations when we ring that doorbell you know whatever you want uh, we're mm -hmm. going to do it yeah. and uh and whatever we do it's it, it's going to make you feel more comfortable doing business with us and so that's good you know th those were the kinds of things and then asking them over the phone uh, if anybody there had been sick and that, mm -hmm. that uh, we will notify you if any, anybody within our organization gets sick, mm -hmm. you know, kind of doing our own contract, contact tracing. You yeah. know, can you imagine if I found out um, that I was sick, I would have how many people that I come into contact with that I would have to make that phone call to and uh, knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. That, that whole ripple effect. It's, oof. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's interesting. You're, you're right. You're right. I mean, it's, you add things to the whole camp way in this case. And I, I think you guys do a, a bang up job of that. And, you know, I, I think makes, it helps put everybody's already heightened sense of anxiety at ease to know, Hey, I can still get, you know, my service delivered the way I expect it. And I know that they hold themselves to that same standard. So I like that. Exactly. Tell me a little bit about what you're doing right now that may have been different than prior to COVID. I mean, are you guys kind of shifting gears of where you're, you're giving focus and priorities are right now? Mm -hmm. Well, we wanted to make sure that places like the Hope Clinic, that, mm -hmm. that was actually a fairly new place that we started doing HVAC services for as a volunteer effort. Oh, wow. Um, and so they are a hospital or like a clinic that help the, the poor and indigent 
-hmm. and we wanted to make sure that they didn't have any problems with their facilities. So, I mean, we definitely paid really close attention to them. Mm -hmm. Also, you know, a lot of these nonprofits that we do, like um, I just had lunch just before this meeting with Katie Pelkey over at the Aurora Theater oh, about nice. how are we addressing the HVAC in the building so that when they reopen that their patrons feel comfortable coming in there. Mm -hmm. And that's really the big talk in the commercial HVAC uh, sector on how, what are we going to do with these buildings to make sure people, we have good ventilation. So we, yes. Katie and I talked about, you know, how we're going to do that. Mm -hmm. And uh, same thing with the Infinite Energy Center. We're up, upgrading mm -hmm. all the air cleaners to uh, a higher MERV rating so that they clean the air better. Wow. And, uh, so those are just some of the specific ways trying to, um, to address that. And we also talked about UV lights and plasma air cleaners that, uh, that like uh, put ozone in the air, but a good type, type of ozone that, that collects yeah. your molecule and, and can either neutralize it and make it immediately fall to the floor rather than floating around. Wow. So, I mean, uh, uh, we did talk about how most of these facilities aren't going to open until January. And especially mm -hmm. when we bring in a lot of ventilation air, uh, that adds a, a lot to a utility bill. So we're going to start mm -hmm. uh, setting those all up, you know, once our community feels and the medical community is thinks that these large facilities are ready to, to open. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's interesting. Yeah, I know that that is a total shift and, you know, the priorities and uh, how, how you're supporting folks. Now, um, are, you, are you guys still really active with the Hudgens Center for the Arts? Yes, we are. Okay. We're, we actually, um, we, we just love doing stuff with them. And, you know, that mm. uh, a lot of that's because of Suzanne, who, who's so artsy. Yes. And uh, so we wanted to continue promoting them, even though they're not open. Mm -hmm. And so we actually came up with some voucher programs to give away to young people uh, so that they could do uh, virtual arts, you know. Oh, okay. That like way. a camp or? Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, okay. camps. Aww. And uh, so that way they make all the mess at home and their parents have to clean it up and they don't have to do anything at the husband's. Sounds wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it involves slime and kinetic sand and Play-Doh, yeah, right. keep going. Yeah, everything. Go well, outside and get a bunch of dirt. Sure, you know, bring sure. The dirt in here. Yeah, no, yeah, no I've canvas. actually not done one myself, so I couldn't. I couldn't honestly tell you, but yeah. uh, we just love promoting them. Uh, we love the folks over there. Well, Matthew, this is about as much as I wanted to do a deep dive. I, I think we've covered a lot of ground here. I, I think again you and your wife are, are doing a phenomenal job continuing to adapt and support our community in ways that, you know, I think a lot of organizations out there need. And again, you're, you know, the whole camp way, I mean, y'all are thriving. You're doing great things. You're continuing to build upon what's already been a wonderful, um, you know, prosperous organization. And I didn't realize, I, I do want to say 25 years in business. Yes. Impressive. Congratulations. I, I Rocket IT celebrated their 25th this year as well. So amazing. Yeah. I didn't even know Matt Hyatt back then. We didn't conspire to start our own company at the same time. It just happened. It was a good year. <laughs> it made sense. Yeah. But Matt is a couple of years ahead of me, you know. I mean, as far as making a lot of, um, I don't know what would be the word, just a lot of the milestones that he's made. Like mm -hmm. he beat me in the uh, the Gwinnett County uh, Impact Regional Business Awards. He beat me by what was that? 
I think it was a year, you know. Oh, so wow. at some point, I'm gonna uh, jump over him. I got gotcha. you. Him out on something. But, yeah. You, know, he's you, you want a chance? <laughs> <laughs> Move over, Matt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, no, y'all yeah. are great guys. I love it. Thought that you might ask me um, where we, where I get a lot of inspiration from, or why we give back, back so much to the community. You know, let's talk about that. Yeah, there, right. a lot of, uh, you know, when I think about that or when I think, when I know somebody's going to ask me that question, mm -hmm. it's not just any one single thing. Uh, mm -hmm. But, you know, I growing up in rural Iowa, out in the country, um, yeah. you know, where the nearest town only had a population of 100 people, um, it's very community driven, you know? Yeah. But, but so outside of the influence of my grandparents and my parents, Mm -hmm. you know, in my, you know, extended family, aunts and uncles and whatnot, you know, and probably the first civic organization that I joined was 4-H. Oh, yes. So much about 4-H. I mean, if you think about it, it's got a lot of similarities with, with Rotary, you know, yeah, it does. Lot, you know, and you're giving leadership opportunities to take kids, you know, mm -hmm. even though it, you don't really do a lot as treasurer of a 4-H group. <laughs> yeah, well, it's still how often you're planting the seeds. Yeah. Yeah, a freshman in high school get to say that he's an officer of, of a of a little organization like that. It's and empowering. So it's little baby steps like that. And I uh, agree. You know, we we used to clean up the ditches. Just the whole 4-H club would walk down the, the roads, the old country roads, and pick up cans. Now in Iowa, you get a nickel for those cans, just so you know. So it's not like we weren't getting anything from it. <laughs> there you go. There's yeah, something in it for you. I like it. No. But yeah. So those kinds of things, it, it, it's almost like unnatural to not be uh, connected to your community. Yeah, you know? I agree. So it was like, I knew that I always knew that I was going to be a small business owner for as long as I can remember. Even, even when I was a teenager, I, I knew whatever I, uh, whatever I was going to do in the future, it had to, to mesh well with a, a small business, you know? Absolutely. And, and so a lot of the, the things that I knew that I was, I knew that I had to have ever give everybody their birthdays off because growing up in a family of seven kids, your birthday was your only special day. Yeah. Oh yeah. Whenever I had my own company, everybody would get their birthday off as a paid holiday. And so that's what we do. So we don't I love that. You definitely have to ask yourself, well, what day are we going to celebrate that person's birthday here in the office? Because they're never here on their birthday. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But trust oh. me, we, we do manage to celebrate their birthdays here. Yes. And you got to get creative. I like that. That's, a, that's really neat. I didn't know that. Well, Matthew, we're out of time. Until next time, uh, thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you on the next Thrive Gwinnett. Thanks, Matthew. Thank you.